Erubin, Daf Nun Dalid. We begin today's Daf Nun Gimel Amud Bet, and we are on the bottom of the Amud. Masechet Erubin has been dedicated by Freddy Kassab and his wife. That's Lachat Ben Mishpatam. Today's Daf is being studied. Refuashin Mashem On Ben Simcha in the Refanalo Betoch She'ar Chole Yisrael. Amen. We started the two dots on the bottom of Nungimal Amud Bet. The Biyosegilili Avakazil Be Urha. So the Biyosegilili was walking on the road. Ashkehe Lebruria. So he found Bruria. Bruria is the wife of Rabbi Meir. Amar Lasa, we asked the Beezu Derech Nelech Lelod. How do you get to Lod? You uh, foolish man from the Galil. Didn't Hakamim teach? You shouldn't have uh, an extra extra words and have you know uh, increased conversation with a lady. You just should have you know minimized your words. You should have said two words instead of. Uh, However many words you said, the Hadushi Harim once, he saw one of his students haggling with uh, the merchant. You know, she said uh, five. And he said, no, I'll give you four. No, no, give me four and a half. They went back. So the rabbi said, it's not worth one shekel. Forget about the one shekel. Just pay the extra money. Don't talk to them. What are you talking about? It's not worth you that, Mishnah. Baruria so she saw one of the students that was learning silently. So she she yelled at him. Amrale, she said, doesn't it say Arucha Bakol Ushmura? Which means so she uh, kicked him. She said she kicked him. Yeah, I don't know if she kicked him. I mean she that mean? kicked him with a, with a rebuke. Ah. With a rebuke. Amrale doesn't it say uh, in the Pasuk, if the Torah is established in your bones, then it'll be Shemura Vimrav, therefore you're going to forget it. And how do you get the Torah into your bones? When you learn, you learn out loud. Tana, tell me the Hadayal be the Ezer. We had a student to be the Ez that would learn silently. And sure enough, after three years, he forgot his learning. That there was a, uh, a student, a Bili Ezid had, and it was Hayab Serefa. He did an Avera, that was Hayab Serefa. Amru in the Shemaim they said, Hanihulo, leave him alone, Adam Gadol Shimesh. Wow. He served a big rabbi, Rabbi Ezer, and that's the chut of the Shimush, so that, uh, that protector. Amar de Shemuel Rav Yehuda, Shinina. So Shemuel tells Rav Yehuda, Shinina is the sharp one. That when you're learning, open your mouth. When you're reading Mishnayot, on Braito, also open your mouth and learn. Out loud. In order that the Torah will remain by you. 
and b'turik haye. And also, you live a long life. Shneemar ki haim hem lemotzehem. Now, what does it mean? The motzehem means the one that finds the Torah. Well, chod besarom merpe and to all his body, it's a healing. Al tekle lemotzehem to those that find the Torah, ela lemotzehem merpe to those that verbalize and learn the Torah out loud merpe. So that brings them arichut yamim and also merpe. Same thing. Shinina, sharp one. Hatov ve'echol. Grab and eat. Hatov ve'eshte. Grab and drink. This world that we're going to, is similar to a chupa. That well, ends very quickly. Uh, today is here and then uh, tomorrow it's over. Therefore, the world is very, very short. Therefore, take advantage. Obviously, he was talking about Torah mitzvot. Achilan shtiyah is maybe a name is achilas compared to Rashi Bechtav. Shtiyah is compared to Torah Shemalpeh. So he's telling them, grab as much as you can. The almad azdin and mineh, because this world that you're leaving, which is olam azeh, is like a hilula, it's like a wedding. Well, the party's there, and then it's over. But this Rashi is Sounds on this one. It sounds mind-boggling. Right. Obviously, he's talking about use your money for mitzvot. Right. Take your money and spend it on the good things. What are you gonna What are you gonna do with it? No, don't, don't 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 hold your money. Don't spare your money. Spend it on tzedakah mitzvot. Amale rab lerav menuna bini im yeshlecha. If you have the wherewithal, if you have the funds, which means spend it on yourself, don't wait. This is no, can't buy anything in the kibbutz. There's no pleasure in the kibbutz. And we also know that sometimes death comes uh, surprising, comes, you know, suddenly. So therefore, spend it when you have it. Maybe you'll say, Ani Hawk, let me leave it for the children in order that they'll have mizonot, and therefore I won't, uh, I won't spend it on myself. And Gemara says, don't do that. Bishol, mi yagid lecha. First of all, who tells you that your children will be able to spend the money correctly? Maybe they're going to lose it. When you're in the grave, who's going to tell you that the, the money that you left them they was spent correctly? Maybe got lost. And, beneha adam dumim said Humans are like grass. You know, these grass decay. Now the grass grows. What if I will give them panasa? It's not up to you to support your, your children with Yerusha. The children will, uh, will make it on their own. But Olam is able to, to give them what they need. Now, obviously over here, when he's telling them spend on yourself, doesn't mean spend uh, on yourself for, 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 for nonsense. He's not telling them that. He's telling them spend for mitzvot. Spend for uh, religious, religiously. Don't, uh, don't put the money on the side. Spend... Don't worry that the guy has a chance to buy, uh, you know, uh, uh, something expensive for Hashem. Uh, buy a Sefer Torah. It's $100,000 to buy a Sefer Torah. You know, it's a lot of money. I don't want to save it for my children. Don't spend it. Don't worry about your kids. The kids will, will, will manage. They'll, 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 they'll figure it out. You have to spend on mitzvot. Spend on mitzvot. Otherwise, it's hard to explain the Gemara. I always tell you, spend the money you want. Clothes? 
spend your money on trips and depends on what. Obviously, it has to be a mitzvot. That's the only way you can learn these, uh, these gemariyot. But there's a lesson behind it. Rather than saying, do not deprive yourself from any religious mm-hmm. expense because you want to, you know, bequeath it to your children. What maybe it means even personal needs. No, maybe it means don't, because some people, they're very cheap. They, you know, they, you know, they restrict themselves from spending money because they want to save. Yeah, money spend it if you need it. Right. Well, Otherwise, it's mitzvot. Yeah. It has to be mitzvot. Is talking about. And she doesn't seem to say that. What does that she said? And see that she. What are you making? Pulim over here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that she doesn't say mitzvot. Shemat hamut b'shub en lechanah. But he doesn't say averot either. So obviously he's talking about uh, things that are... It is the rabbi giving advice of it. The person what, 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 should dress according to his means. The person so, should spend. So, so you, uh, if you want to explain it, I'll explain it to you like this. The Gemara says... The Chamim say... Ezu ashir asamea b'chilko. What does it mean, Ezu ashir asamea b'chilko? Who's the rich man? Asamea b'chilko. They once went to uh, a rich man for, uh, you know, for, for tzedakah. So the, the rich man is there and he's eating uh, rice and lentils. So when he came to collect tzedakah, he said, tzedakah, look at me, I'm eating rice and lentils. What do you, what do you have to... So the rabbis uh, said that a rich man, if he doesn't spend on himself, he won't be able to spend on others. Because he'll always say, look at me, I have one suit. I'm wearing the same suit for 50 years. What do I have to give the Ani? So they say, Ezu Ashir, He has to be Sameyah in order to give other people. You know, if, I, if the rich man's eating uh, steak, uh, the poor man might get a chicken. But if the poor man's eating, uh, if the rich man's eating rice and beans, what's the poor man going to get? He, says, I, uh, I, he should get better than what I have? So therefore, there's an inyan to spend, but not again. That's only to train yourself so you'll be generous with others. So always, everything has to have a... Re- no, but exactly. there's also a misfort of spending uh, in other respects. In other words, not from, necessarily from misfort, but like when the Gemara says the person to live, dress according to his means, eat less, but then take care of his wife more. That's misfort anyway. Again, in, in Judaism, anyway. there's two boxes. Right. There's either misfort... There's no Switzerland, there's no Pav. So just say, you're right, spend on all those things. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Spend on even things that are physical things. Eat, drink. But again, all these things obviously are being done. I want to say advertisement. If you, if, you don't, uh, if you don't fly first class, your heirs will. Right, you're just, that, right. No, so like that, so that, that concept. The time is far. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the Gemara is talking about that. I don't think I'm not saying spoil okay. yourself. No, I'm not saying spoil, but like... First words. class is not spoil? Okay. Well, what's not spoil? What's, 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 what's not spoil? No, I'm saying, I'm saying There's this business fly. also, by the way. There's business. Right. You can fly uh, <laughs> like you want to. Okay. <laughs> and then, though, if you fly first class, your kids are going to fly first class in your life. They're not waiting to, to you. Die. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, not going to get, get away with it. You sit in the front, they're going to sit in the back. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Amar Yoshua ben Nevi, Hamalech baderech ve'en imo levaya. If a person uh, is on the derech, 
ואין עמו לוויה. And he doesn't have the protection, you know, he needs an escort. Ya'asuk ma Torah, that's the best escort. If I don't learn Torah, Torah will protect you. Shunei Amar, ki leviat hen him, they are an escort of, uh, of charm, of grace. Hashbet uh, or if a person has a headache, ya'asuk ma Torah, that's the best remedy. The Hatab Sofer learns, the Gemara is saying, not that a pshat is a remedy. Therefore, you get rid of your headache. It's telling you, still you got to learn. Don't, don't use that as an excuse not to learn. Might not cure your headache. You got to learn. You got to learn. <laughs> Which means, your headache is still going to be there, but you got to learn Torah. That's not, uh, you know, unless the guy is incapacitated. Nonetheless, Nonetheless, they are a, uh, a good level of protection for your head. Hashpigrono has a sore throat. Asok Torah. Shere Emar Va'anakim. They got to get a take. They're like beads, necklace for your throat. Hashbemeav, stomachache. Asok Torah. Shere Emar. Difut tehi lesharecha. That's for your stomach. Hash ba'atzmota. He has bone aches. Asok Torah. Shere Emar. Bishikui. It's a refuah uh, for your bones. Hash bechol gufo. Finish. Yasuk batorah. His whole body. Body aches. Shneemar ulchol besaro malpe. How could the Chatam Sofer say it's not talking about that the Torah is going to cure you? It's a firush. No? I think it means spiritually. It hasn't been proven that when a person learns Torah, it gets rid of headaches. Okay. It means it'll be a refuah for your, for your, for your nefesh. Not, not necessarily your goof. If you want to learn it another way, you could say, it'll take your mind off your headache. When a person engrosses himself, it'll take your mind off your headache, so you're not going to notice the pain so much. It becomes like a, a, a sedative, or like, a, you know, it relieves it because uh, your mind is thinking about something else. Like the Gemara says, the stories are told about the great Sadiqim, they couldn't take anesthesia, so they started to think of Torah. And they did the operation while they were thinking of Torah. And the, the fact that their mind was in learning, so it, they didn't feel the pain that was... Yeah, right. Hashbira Shor, exactly. Stress. Amar Rav Ameh, my dichtiv, ki na'im ki tishmerem bebetnecha, yekonu yahdav al sefatecha. The Torah is pleasant. What is a pleasant? Kitishmerim, when you preserve them in your stomach. And what is that? Yekonu yadav asifatech, when they're on your lips. Yes. Amar Yehuda, Berbihiya, Hila, Bo Ureh. Shiloki midat kadosh baruchu midat basar vadam. The way of kadosh baruchu is not the way of basar vadam. In many ways, but this is one way. Midat basar vadam, Adam noten sam na havero, God gives a medicine to his friend. There's always side effects in medicines. The medicine cures one limb, but there's a side effect to, to another limb, to another body. But, however, He gave us the best medicine. That the Torah itself saves us and protects us. There's no side effects. There's no 
Torah is good for your eyes, but it's bad for your, your, your stomach. No, Torah is good for the whole, uh, for the whole body. Cure-all. It's a cure-all, exactly. Amar Rav Ameh, my dictive, ki na'im ki tishmerem bebetnecha, yikonu yahdav asafatecha. Emma tai devre Torah na'imim, when are devre Torah sweet and pleasant, bezmach tishmerem bebetnecha. As long as you can preserve it and hold on to it, ve'ematay tishmerem. And how how can you preserve it? Ve'betnecha b'zman sheyikonu yachdav al sefatecha. At a time that you're able to uh, verbalize it, which means when you learn the Torah and you don't uh, learn it silently, you learn it out loud. So then your Torah remains uh, remains by you. The bizera mar mehacha simhala ish b'ma'ane fiv v'davar be'ito. Matov. When does a person have simha? When he has the answer. When I ask him a question, he knows how to answer. When does a person have simha in his learning, when he's, what he's saying? Which means when he learns the halachot of the holidays or of the zman, in the time that he's supposed to learn, the varbeito matov, learn halchot sukkot on sukkot. So that's uh, you have an enjoyment of it. That's the varbeito matov that you learn the halachot of the hag, behag, pesach be pesach, sukkot be sukkot. Okay, that's the remez for today's daf. So there's a hanaan that Rabbi Yitzchak Amar Mehacha. So they have spesamachta behagecha. You have a new interpretation. Simhaleish. What's the simcha v'samachta b'hagecha? Based on this pasuk, simcha le'ish is to learn the halachot that are pertinent to the hag b'hag. The bi yitzchak amar mehacha ki karov elecha davar meod b'ficha ulbilbabecha la'asoto, which was the theme of the Shabbat Shuvah speech. This pasuk of Ezin Tzavim. What does it say? Ki karov elecha davar meod. It's very close to you. Meod b'ficha. When is Limut Torah close to you? When it's in your mouth. When it's in your mouth, then already Torah becomes close to you, which means you don't forget it so easily. You gave him his heart's desires. When is the person reaches desires? The moving of his lips, the enunciation of the words. He does not, uh, does not hold back, does not refrain. Which means when the person verbalizes his learning and speaks it out, the words, uh, so then already he understands what he's learning and therefore God uh, gives him wisdom. Rava Rameh. Rava Borastira in the Pesukime, in the same Pasuk. It says God gives a person his ta'ava even before he verbalizes it. Ta'avat libo. It's still in his heart. But the next part of the pasuk says, says you only get your ta'ava, your desires, when you verbalize. So make up your mind. Does God give it to you when it's in your heart? Your heart's desires or your verbal desires? Well, it's zakha. It's a guy's a good mazal. Then God will give you your heart before you even have to verbalize it. Then everybody has to ask for it, and he has to be mitzta'ed a little, and 
then he gets it. Like we say uh, in the Tefillah of Anenu. Terem Yikra, Vani Ane. Then you have Odem Medaberim, Vani Yishma. It's two different levels. Right? Before I call on to you, Terem Yikra, Vani Ane. Odem Medaberim, that's what you have to verbalize. That's what I should say from that. Why is it? When she says, when it says Zacha, she says, Im Yeshlo Mazal Tov. Oh, very good. You're lucky, you got lucky. He was born in a good Mazal. Why is it tied to Mazal? Maybe Zacha means he merited, meaning he deserved it. In other words, he had a zechut. He had a good, uh, good, uh, good. What is he pointing? It's not him. He has no. He, he can't take credit for this. This is strictly his mazal tov. Like, what is he pointing that out? Why didn't he say Zacha? Uh, Zacha. I don't know Zacha. The Zacha means he has good mazal. That's what it means. He was okay to good mazal. Yes. Why didn't he just say Zacha lemitzvot? You mean Zacha? I don't know. Zacha. What would you want Rashi to say on the word Zacha? If you were writing that she, Zacha meaning Asam Mitzvah Gedola. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So, Tosfot says in a different place that the mazal of a person can change from bad to good. Ayyadeh Mitzvah Gedola. So, mazal tov and observance are linked to each other. Right. It says, En Mazal Yisrael. Right. So, it sounds like what? En Mazal Yisrael. Even if a person is born in a bad mazal, his mazal can change ayyadeh tefillah or mitzvah gedolah. So when she says ayyadeh mazal tov, that's all linked to how to get a mazal tov. How to get a mazal tov, mitzvah gedolah or tefillah. Tana debedebi li'ezel ben Yaakov, kol makom shene'emar, nesah, sela, va'ed. Those words represent eternity. En no hefsek olamit. Forever. Nesah dikhtiv, kilo le'olam ariv, Right? We just read it in the Haftarah. God says, I will not be angry forever. God will rebuild Jerusalem, and then it will be rebuilt forever. Amar Rabbi El Azar, my dictiv, Vanakin legargerotecha. That the Vre Torah are like uh, a takshit, like a, uh, a necklace that a person puts around his, uh, his neck. So, how is it compared to a necklace? Im misim adam atzmo, ka'anak ze, sheraf ala savar. You don't choke yourself with the necklace, you put it loosely around the, around the neck. So a person is uh, he's easygoing, he's loose. He's not uh, strict with people, like a necklace. Mm-hmm. And he also is like a necklace, sometimes the necklace is hidden, you know, under his beard or under his uh, garment. You don't always see it. To me, Hakam cannot always be seen everywhere. It has to be in the Midrash. So it has to be near air sometimes, obviously. But a lot of times also, where's the rabbi? He's learning. You want him in the Midrash? Then Talmudo mitkayem diyado. Then already he'll have a Talmud. Basically, you have to have hatmada. You have to have diligence. Vim lav en Talmudo mitkayem diyado. But again, if he's uh, if he's always nidei and he's very very strict and he's not easy with the people, he doesn't have any imut. So then he's not going to have uh, success. Vamar bi el azar may dichtiv lehayav 
Ka'arugat Abose. The Chida Shinim. What does it mean? Aruga is like a field, a furrow. Im Masim Adam, Atzmo, Ka'arugazu. If he makes himself like this uh, field, Shakol Dashim, everybody tramples on the, on the field over there, uh, meaning he's humble. He lets himself get stepped up. Uchbosim Zeh. Arugata bosim, bosim is a fragrance. Shakomit basimim ba, which means he teaches Torah to others. He allows others to smell good from the fragrance of the Torah. Kabudomit kayem, like we learned yesterday. Galya masichta. You teach others, so then already you're, you'll remember your learning. Ve'im lav, but if he doesn't have humility and doesn't share the besamim with others, and tamudomit kayem. His tamud does not stand by him, or it's not protected. Ve'amar abi, right? Why does it have to give us the positive and the negative? Well, why does it say, yeah. Just say, kayim. Yeah, because you might have thought that, and if you don't do it, it's uh, 50-50. If you don't do it, you're not going to have it. Just don't think that if you don't do it, then it depends. No. If you don't do it, it's guaranteed that you're not going to have it. Because you could argue, you could say, listen, if I do this, you're going to be fine. And if not, you're taking a chance. No, no chance. If you don't do it, you're not taking a chance. Eno mitkayev. Ve'amar Rabbi El-Azhar, may dikhtif, luchot ever. That's by the shnei luchot aberit, the stones. Im adam mesim atzmo et lechayav ke'even. As a luchot, they're learning like his cheeks, like lechayayim. Luchot ever. That if he makes his cheeks durable, like ever, like a rock. The rock doesn't get, uh, doesn't get worn out. Which means what? He keeps on moving his cheeks and teaches Torah, you know, and he doesn't wear out. Like the rock, Luchot Even, Tamudomit Kayim Beyado. But if he wears out, his cheeks don't, uh, you know, are not strong like a rock to teach others, and Tamudomit Kayim Beyado. Tamarabil Azar, my dictive, Harut ala Luchot. So this is talking about the tablets. The Torah says that it was harut al that it was uh, etched on the luchot. So it says, "El male lo nishtaberu luchot arishonot, lo nishtakeha Torah mi Israel." Amazing. If the first luchot were not broken, there wouldn't have been any uh, any forgetfulness in Israel. Which means the first ones that God wrote. God writes it, you can't forget it. Harut al al from God's writing. That Torah is uh, eternal. But once they broke, so then already, that's what brought forgetfulness to it. That's why uh, they took the Luchot and they put them in the Aron, the broken pieces. What did we learn from that? The Gemara says that Luchot veshivre Luchot munachim ba'aron. And from here we learn Mikan that zaken tamid hakam sheshachach talmudo. You have to respect him. Why? Why is that represented in the luchot that broke? Because it was a result of that luchot that that's why the shikha in the world. So it's not its fault. It was a, the, 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 those luchot uh, 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 are the indication why the shikha in the world. So it's nothing to do with it. It's our sins. We caused it because we made the egg. So therefore, the shivrei luchot remind us of his zahed bezaken sheshachach. Talmudo le'onso. Rab Amar, En kol uma velashon sholetet bahem. 
Wow, that if the luchot ishonot were not broken, luchot ishonot, no nation, no uh, culture would be able to be uh, dominate bnei yisrael. Shneimar harut ad kli harut ela harut. It would have brought us the total, you know, freedom uh, from all the uh, shabud of the nations. Amar rav matna my dichtiv umemidbar matana. These are talking about the journeys of the Jewish people in the Midbar. So it says from Midbar, we go to Matana. Maze Matana. Im masim adam atzmo ke Midbar ze shakot dashimbo. If a person makes himself like a Midbar, that he's trampled on, meaning he's humble, he's low-spirited. Talmudo mitkayim biyado. So he remembers his learning, meaning God will give him the Torah as a Matana. Vim lav en talmudo mitkayim biyado. Then he will not get the Torah as a gift. So you see again, over and over, that one of the uh, ingredients for success in Torah is, number one, learning out loud, saying the words out loud, and number two, humility. So Rabbi Yosef was makpid on uh, Rava. The son of Rav Yosef Bar Hama. So he had Hakpadanam. Kimatim Ali Yumadi Kippur was Erev Kippur. Ama, so Rav said, Is it if I say, let me go make, uh, you know, Pius? Let me go appease uh, Rav Yosef. Azalas Kihadi Shamae, the Kamazik le Kasa. When he got to Rav Yosef, he saw his servant was pouring him the Mizigah for the wine. At least with Alute wine. You know, one part wine, three parts water, however the mezigah was. So he saw him doing it. So the rabbi said, Let me do it. Let me, let me make the mezigah for the rabbi. So he did it. He made the mezigah. When Rabbi Yosef tasted the wine, keep in mind Rabbi Yosef was blind. I know, this, I know who made me this coffee. This is the way Rabbi Yosef makes it. I know how... She had a distinct way of making the mezigah, so he could taste it and say, my shamosh didn't make this mezigah, this is the way the Baba, he had a distinct way of making it, in a good way. So, Anahu, he says, that's it, I am, uh, I am him. Amale, lo titiv akarech, do not sit down, adem efaresh dihani until you explain me the following pesukim. My dichtiv, umi midbar matana, umi matana nahali er, so explain me these pesukim. So Amalei said, "If a man makes himself that's midbar. If a person makes his attitude like a midbar, everybody tramples him. He's low spirit. He's humble. Then Torah netna lo b'matana. Come midbar, matana. Once already he gets the Torah as a gift." Then already, but Olam gives him a nahala. And what's his nahala? God himself, which means eternity. That's his, that's his bequeathment. His bequeathment is, his Yerusha is Torah itself. Once already you have that nahala of Torah, already he rises to Gedula. It brings him to high, to high levels. When he starts to get to these high levels, if he becomes arrogant, 
הקדוש ברוך הוא משפילו, שנאמר, ובמבואות, הגי. The guy went from the high levels, but he came arrogant, הגי, brings him down to the valley. ואם חוזר בו, but if he makes the שובה and becomes humble again, הקדוש ברוך הוא מגביהו, שנאמר, like we learned in the prophet, כל גי ינסה, that anybody that's low, God will elevate. So he went to be מפייס רבי יוסף. And then, how, who, how did he appease him? By, he asked him to read Pesukim. So he appeased him. He accepted it. Just a visit. That's it. That was the appeasement. When he poured the cup to him, that was the way he said, let me serve you. And, and then Abu Yosef said, okay. Abu Yosef said, he tasted it, he said, Ravaz over here. <coughs> that was just saying, you know, Mahalti, are you okay? You ready? Otherwise, he said, no, I'm not good at this. Are these Pesukim tied to? <coughs> I'm sure. Maybe because he's saying. I'm okay. sure they are. Because he's saying over here, שהוא <laughs> Yashbuba. What does that mean? The animal, which is if a person puts himself like an animal that tramples the, you know, the animal, one animal tramples the other one, what? And he eats right away after he, after he tramples the animal, and he trounces on him, he eats the animal right away. So he'll have success. What does that mean? That after you learn the uh, sugya, you review it right away. That's how you uh, trample it, yeah. You do this... You conquer the sugya, and then you eat it right away. You have to review it right away when you have it fresh in your mind. Because the Amre and some say that what does it mean that the Jewish people are compared to a haya? Shemasrachat. Okay, what happens after the animal is killed? The animal takes and drags it, and it gets all muddy and all dirty, and then he uh, then he eats it. If you do that, what does that mean? That you lower yourself for Torah, which means you don't care about your kavod, uh, like the animal. He doesn't care about his, his honor. Talmudo mitkayim biyado. Ve'im lav. Mafnat. Meaning he has ge'ava. And he doesn't review his learning. En talmudo mitkayim biyado. Ve'im osay ken. HaKadosh Baruch Hu osay lo se'uda ba'atzmo. Wow. When he'll now make him a se'uda. Sh'neema tachin betuvatecha le'ani Elohim. Which means, if a person makes himself like an ani, meaning humble, ani beda'at, God will prepare him tovot. Okay? Amar bihaya, bar abba, amar bihanan, my dictiv. No ser te'ena yuchal priya. The one that watches the fig tree, he will be the one that eats its fruits. Lama nimshelu devre Torah kete'ena. Why is the Torah compared to a, devre to compared to a fig tree? Ma te'ena zu. I guess the fig tree is always, always producing fruits all year long. 
So anytime you go to the tree, there's always fruits that are ripening. Ripening. After the Torah, uh, that any time a person goes to the tree of Torah, even if he reviews things that he knows already, he'll always find something new. There's always a new flavor. What's gazelle? Okay, a female uh, ram. The rechem of the ayelet uh, of this animal is very, very narrow. And therefore, a snake? No. So the, the, the male has a hana'ah because it's like the first time. And therefore, she's like a betula each time. And therefore, it's not a be'ula. Therefore, there's a hana'ah. So therefore, after Torah, that every time a person learns Torah, even though he reviews the things over and over again, it's like the first time. So therefore, it's ayelet ahavim. The Torah is compared to ayala that rahma tsawad is a hanaa. That even the tenth time is like the first time. It means anytime you review Torah, you always find a newness to it. Beautiful. Vi'alat hen. The Torah brings hen upon a person. Shema'alat hen alom deha. Those that learn Torah, they get a charm, they get a hen. There's a certain uh, grace that Hashem puts on them. Dadecha. The Torah is compared to a dad, to the breast that the mother feeds the child. There's always milk, and good flavor that comes out. After the Torah, always is able to draw out from the Torah good and new, and new, uh, new sweet flavors. Because of the love that a person has to Torah, sometimes a person acts in a peculiar manner, in a funny way. He makes mistakes and he, he acts like, uh, you know, strange, only because he's so preoccupied in learning Torah that he, you know, forgets uh, his other needs. Like the story is told, okay, go on. Rabbi El-Azar bin Pedat. Amru alav al-Rabbi El-Azar, she'ayoshev he would learn in the lower shuk in Sipori. But he forgot his, she forgot his coat in the upper Galilee, in the upper shuk, I'm sorry. That means he forgot his coat over there, and he went to learn. Rabbi, where's your coat? I didn't even realize it. He went, he went, he went to the market without his coat. He left it in the, in the other place. He forgot it there, because he's learning. His mind's on Torah. Amar bi Yitzhak ben But that shows you the love they had for Torah. They were so preoccupied that they didn't even rem- remember their, their clothes. Anyway, he forgot his coat. So somebody came to take his coat. And what happened? There was a snake over there. And Hashem sent the snake to protect his coat. So he won't be able to... So when he comes back, it'll be there. Uh, Shemina. Oh, someone came to steal it? Yeah. Uh, to take it. And then what happened? Hashem put a snake there to protect the coat from the robber. So you see Hashem uh, protects the Sadiqim. Tana debe rav anan. May dikhtiv. Rocheve atonot sechorot. Yosheve al midin. Veholche al derech 
Sihu. Rocheve atonot, these are the people that ride the donkeys. Who's that? Elu tamidei achamim shemehalchim. Me'ir le'ir, u'me'medina le'medina, l'lmod Torah. These are the tamidei achamim that go from city to city in order to study to study Torah, like it says in Perkei Avot, and we go there to Torah. So they go. Sometimes you have to go out of town to the yeshiva. Sometimes you have to go uh, away. So they get on their uh, donkeys, and they go study Torah out of town. Sechorot. What is Sechorot? She'osin ota kasahorayim. They study the Torah with such clarity that it becomes clear like the sahorayim, like the middle of the day. Sahorayim is sohar. Sohar is bright. Sa'uraim is when the day is most bright. Therefore, the Torah becomes sechorot, the het and the het interchangeable, like sechorot. becomes very bright, clear. Yoshveh al-middin. These are the judges that sit in court. Shedanin din emet la'amito. Emet la'amito means they're able to route out the liars. Even though his testimony sounds very, very good, that's emet. But the good judge is emet la'amito. That he knows, even though he's saying everything correctly, it's still something fishy over here. That he's able to catch the, uh, catch him on, uh, you know, catch, catch him on something. <laughs> there was a great rabbi, Rasvi Pesach Frank. Rasvi Pesach Frank, Allah Vashem, used to sit in Bedin. So he used to listen to the, to the Ta'anot first. In the court, they have to say their claims. Everyone would say their claims. And then... Uh, they would say, uh, okay, what's the counterclaims and all that? And on purpose, he would make himself as if he's falling asleep in the, you know, in the court. Old rabbi makes himself like he's falling asleep. And, but he was listening good. And he would hear already, they would change the claims. When he had rabbi sleeping, let me say this, let me say something else. <laughs> they would try to take advantage of it. And then he would say, well, you said that, but we didn't say that before. It woke up. <laughs> <laughs> he got a quarter. <laughs> so he says, that's emet la amito. He's able to catch them. elu ba'alim mikra. Okay, that uh, they go one level after the other in the Talmud of the, I'm sorry, in the mikra. Understanding the mikra. Al derech. That's already the next level. Elu ba'alim mishnah. Obviously, Torah Shebikhtab is Holech, but Torah Shebikhtab leads you to the Derech. What's the Derech? The Derech is the Mishnah. Sihu, that's the conversation. What's the conversation? The main conversation is what? Elu Ba'alet Talmud, that's the Gemara. Shekol Sihatan, Tevre Torah, which means anything that Tamir Hacham speaks about is Talmud Torah. Like the Gemara says, Afilu Sihatan, Shetamidi Hachamim, Sedichal Limud. Even the... The idle chatter of the hachamim is not idle. There's always something you can learn from the siha. Anything they speak needs Talmud. Anything they speak is, uh, is wisdom. Amar of Shizbi, Mishum Rabil Azar, Ben Azariah. My dikhtiv. Now, all the more so, Rabotai, that if you see Sihat Tamidi Hachamim, even Sihatan, even Sihat Hunin, so Koshiken Sihatan Shil Avot. When you read the Torah and you read the Abraham talking to Ephron, every word has to have tremendous chokmah in it because he wouldn't have said that word unless. So there's no stamp by the tzaddikim when they talk. That's talking about the chemim of the Gemara, Koshiken, Nevi'im, Koshiken. So when you learn the Torah, you always have to learn 
sometimes the people don't, don't believe it. Did he really mean that? Was he really thinking about it? Of course. I mean, when they speak, they have kavanot. They don't speak stam. Otherwise, Avram wouldn't let the word come out of his mouth unless he had chokmah. Amar of Shizbi, Mishum Rabbi El Azar ben Azaria, my dictiv. Lo yaharoch lemiya sido. Lo yihye velo yarich yamim sayat haramai. That there's a certain trapper, but he's called the, uh, the Sayyad Ramai. He's a trickster. What is he doing? I guess he learns a lot <clears throat> in one shot uh, in order to show everybody that he knows everything. <clears throat> and he doesn't review his learning. And therefore what? He forgets his learning. So he's tricking everybody. You know, he remembers something very, very quickly and he says it. So, oh, the guys have got on. But he doesn't review his learning. So he really, he's not a, he's not a real Tamir Acham because he's not reviewing his learning. So he's, he's, uh, he's fooling the people. Rav Sheshat Amar Sayyad Haramai, this tricky trapper, Yaharoch, will not be successful and eat his, uh, eat his game. What is it referring to? This is talking about a Tamir Acham uh, also that learns but he will not eat what he trapped because he doesn't review. So since he doesn't review, so although he trapped it, but it escapes him. That's called the Tzayyad Ramay. It's a, it's a faulty trap. Ki ata Ravdimi from Eretz Yisrael, Amari gave him mashal. Mashal le Tzayyad shetzad sipurim. I have a trapper. He traps uh, birds. Im rishon rishon mishaber kenafav mishtamer. As you trap the birds, you have to break their wings so they don't fly away. If you don't break their wings, that's it, they'll fly away. So therefore, the same thing with learning. After you learn something, you have to break its wings, so to speak, and review it in order that now you own it. Otherwise, it'll just, it'll just escape you. Amarava, Amarav Sechora, Amaravuna, my dictive. Hon mehevel yimat. So over here is giving you the method of how to remember your learning. If a person does what? Just, just bunches all his learning together, learns a lot, and he puts it into big, big bundles, but he doesn't review it, over the course of time, he's not going to be able to review all this bundle, because it's too big of a bundle to review. He's, he's piling and piling and piling. Now he's got to review all this. How's he going to review it? So therefore what? Vimlav kovetz adyad. But if a person learns a little at a time, and then he reviews it, then already they'll be able to, to succeed. Well, nobody listens to this principle. There's a, big, there's a big desire to want to learn up. You want to learn the whole Torah. It's big. The guy now learned three lines, he sit the whole day long and learn three lines, just keep on reviewing and reviewing it. Although that's the advice the Gemara is saying. Learn a little and review, learn a little and review. So the Gemara says, even in those days they didn't listen. They knew the principle. But uh, they, uh, they transgressed it. It's hard, it's hard. But nonetheless, you got to do it. Amar of Nachman, but it's hard. I did it. And what? They came by then it worked. It could be they didn't do it because they thought there's other methods. But I said, no, it's tried method. I did it and it works. You learn a little at a time and you review it 
and then slowly, slowly, <coughs> you own it. Now don't say to yourself, oh, Daf. They, they were talking about learning 50 Dapim a day, these rabbis. They, they, they weren't talking about learning a Daf. Daf is nothing to them. They learned, Kovetz Adyar is relative to who's talking, by the way. They didn't mean, okay, good, I'm going to learn one Mishnah a day, and it's just sitting in one Mishnah, review it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. To them, they were learning, uh, British Isis learned 18 Pinakim a Mishnah every single day. Amud a week, Amud weekly, Amud monthly, Amud jiddi, every, 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 every Amud. The point is, you shouldn't say, oh, this is, a, this is a, against the daf. Daf means that a lot. You can learn a daf in an hour, and it'll take you 10 minutes to review a daf if you learned it correctly. Or 15 minutes to review it. So therefore, after you finish the daf, you just, uh, you got it down, you read it. You don't have to read every single daf, you know that, you know what's being said already. The tzaddikim are able to review. How can Rav Chaim learn seven dafim a day? He knows it like Ashleh. I'm not saying he reads it like I said, but uh, you know it's so fluent that you're able to to read it. So therefore, that's a uh, that's a good item to give what I was telling you over here. To review your learning. Now, Baruch Hashem, they have tests. You can get tested on it. Some of our members are taking tests on the limud that they're having. That's a, that's a hayuv. You know, if you know you're going to get tested, this shoe has a program, you get tested. You know, the rabbis are very, very happy with that program because it forces you to... And they're not just testing you, Stam. You got to know it. You have to know. Okay, that's uh, definitely good advice. I'm going to remember your learning. They claim they came to me uh, in December before the CUM, the Dafyomi Commission, and they were interviewing uh, different you know rabbis that uh, teach the Daf and things like that. And they asked them different questions, and they put it on the video at the time of the... So he said, you know, what do you say, uh, what's your claim to all those uh, naysayers of the daft that say, ah, oh, you learn, uh, it goes in one ear, and out, and out, the, next, uh, out the next. I said, and those guys, what, the Torah doesn't go in one ear, what, what, what are they learning? Everybody's Torah goes in one ear. If you're not going to review, so it doesn't matter if you're learning a page a day or a line a day. So they were like... That, that's not their claim. The claim is review. Everybody has to review. So the, and the guy that learned three pages in Masikat Kitin the whole Zman, ask him at the end of the Zman, what did it say on that bit? He's, he's clueless. <laughs> Why? Because he also didn't review. So that, that's not the answer. The answer is review your learning and you'll remember the daf and you'll remember your three pages. It's very simple. That's, that's not a claim. Everybody forgets. The Iyun guy forgets and the Bikiut guy forgets. Forgetting is a Mitziut. It's nothing to do with Iyun or... or uh, or Bikiut. It has to do with if you have a program of review or not. Well, I didn't expect that answer. Tarun Rabbanan. Kesad said in Mishnah. Oh, this is a beautiful piece here. This is talking about how Moshe Rabbeinu transmitted the Torah to, uh, to Bnei Israel. Basically, the rule is going to be over here that everybody had to learn it at least four times. And they also had to teach it at a certain point as well. So I had to hear it four times, teach it as well. And the Gemara is going to try to prove it. For me, you see, you got to learn it at least four times. That's considered, that's not considered Hazara. Four times is considered learning. If you learned it four times, then you could start already, you know, the Hazara. Some say that that's why the, the typeset have put four lines on every, uh, on Daf. And every, every Daf of, of Shas, there's four lines on the top. The rest of the way, they, they typeset it in the Ashis in order to hint to us that you need to, to learn everything four times. So the Mishnah Gemara says, Tanur Rabbanan. Kesad said to the Mishnah, Moshe Lamad 
מפי הגבולה. אוקיי. משה רבנו learned from הקדוש ברוך הוא. נכנס אהרון. איפה משה רבנו learned it? Who came in to study it? אהרון. אהרון came to study the Torah. ושנה לו משה ברכו. And ברוך הבא, דקטור. It just means because he was the next leader. It's giving you the leaders. Right, it's not giving you the... So he, he came along and Aharon entered and he taught directly. Moshe Rabbeinu gave everything to Aharon. V'shana lo Moshe Pirko. And he gave him, Shanalo Moshe Perkoi Torte, Nistalek Aharon. So Aharon left. Who sat next? Vyashav the small Moshe. He sat to the left of Moshe. He didn't leave the room. He just sat to the left of Moshe. Who entered? Nisu Banav. Okay, the children of Aharon entered. Vishanalo Moshe Perkam. Moshe had been told again. But he told it to them. They left their seat. Where did they sit? El Azar Yashav Limin Moshe. El Azar sat to the right. Bitamar sat to the left of Aharon. It means Aharon remained on the left side of Moshe. And his son sat to the left of his father. The Bihuda Omeh, no, they made musical chairs. The Olam Aharon Limin Moshe Hozer. That when Aharon's children needed to take their seats, Aaron got up, moved to the right of Moshe, and then Elazani Tama moved to the left. So look at how they sat. Gemara will get back to this. What was this whole seating arrangement? Now, Nikhnesu Zekinim. So Moshe Rabbeinu so far taught it to Aaron. Now he taught it to Elazar and Itamar. And now, who's coming in? The Zekinim, the 70 elders. Veshana lahem Moshe Pirkan. And Moshe Rabbeinu. Taught them. That's the third teaching. They sat in front of Moshe. And then all the, the people came in. And then Moshe Rabbeinu taught. So basically Moshe Rabbeinu taught four times. He taught Aharon. He then taught Elazar Itamar. He then taught the Zekinim. And then he taught the people. And when... I'm sorry. Yes. Yeshua. What do you want with Yeshua? Sorry. Because it says Moshe, then Yeshua, then the Zikinim. Moshe, Kibir, Torah, Messina, Messara. Meaning Messara. He taught Yeshua. He did teach it to him. Yeshua, the Zikinim. The Zikinim were here first. What are you going to see now? They all had to teach it to each other. Doesn't the Gemara say that now each one of these had to teach it over to each other? Right. So that, that's what Yeshua taught to, to, to the Zikini. Somewhere in this review over here. Okay. Which means Aharon heard it four times. Aharon heard it from Moshe uh, Rabbeinu. Correct? And then he heard Moshe Rabbeinu say it over to the children. He heard it over to say it. To the Zikinim and the Bnei. So Aaron was in the room when he heard it four times. 
So Aaron heard the Torah from Moshe four times. The children of Aaron heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu three times. And the people heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu once. Moshe. Now Moshe Rabbeinu said, he went out. Now Aaron becomes a transmitter. He becomes a teacher. And he learned, he taught Pirko. And he taught it to them. The Stalek Aharon, Aharon now leaves. Vishanu lehem banav, and now the children of Aharon start to teach. Pirkam, the Stalek banav, and now the children Stalku, and Vishanu lehem azikinim, and azikinim become the teacher. Pirkam. So what happens as a result of that? Limsa yada kol arba. So everybody ends up getting <coughs> four times because they got four reviews by this system over here. Once Moshe Rabbeinu went out and Aharon taught it, so now they heard it an extra time. <clears throat> and then the Zikinim reviewed it again at another time, and then the uh, Zikinim, etc. So therefore, <clears throat> everybody got four times what they heard from Moshe Rabbeinu. What do you learn from this story over here? <clears throat> you learn a lesson over here. Mikan Amara B. Eli Isaac, Hayab Adam, Lishnot, the Talmudo, or the Tamido Arbaapamim. So may you learn that you have to teach it to your student four times. The Kavahomer, it's really a Kavahomer, because these were very talented people. And still they had to do it four times. And they were great teachers, and they were very smart, and still they had to do it four times. Uma Aharon, Shalamad Mepi Moshe, you can't get a better teacher than Moshe. Um Moshe Mepi Agivura. So obviously that's going to help Aaron to understand the learning much better. And still what? Kach, you had to hear it four times. Hidyot mepi hidyot. Imagine a simple man giving it to a simple man, but you don't have this chemistry of mepi givura and Moshe and Aaron. Alachat kama vekama. Nabi Akiva omer, minayin cha'ayav adam neshnot netamido ad she'ilam medenu. Until he knows it on his own. And he's clear. Shnei emad, it says, You have to teach it to them. It's clear in their, in their mouth. You got to put it in their mouth, which means, until they know it, they can, they can, almost as if they can repeat it. How do you really have to explain as best as you can? Meaning, if there's a good reason to a mitzvah, or a good sevarah, you have to say it over so they can have a better understanding. Because the sevarah really gives you understanding. Because it says, You have to place it in front of them. Like you, take, you set a table in front of somebody, you have to place it in front of them. Now the Gemara has some questions on the way the transmission of the Torah was given. Uh, which means... Yes, sevarot. Does that usually mean like to give... To teach with a smile. No? That could be that could be another explanation. I like that explanation. But here it means because the, the pasuk doesn't prove that. You have to you have to go with the pasuk. If you have to put the mishpatim in front of them, meaning present the mishpatim with sevara, present it to them like you're presenting food on the table. You have to make it tasty. So the, 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 although panim could mean besever panim yafor, but the, the, the pasuk here doesn't really prove that uh, that well. Anyway, the Gemara says, Moshe. Let everybody learn from uh, Moshe. Which means, let them hear it four times from Moshe. 
the best teacher. Right, the best teacher. The only one that heard it four times from Moshe was Aaron. After that, Moshe Rabbeinu left. Now, Aaron taught it an extra time, so they heard it from him. And then Aaron left. So why not let Moshe teach everybody four times straight? What's, what's, what's the matter with that? Um... Why, why did he make it that, for example, the people only heard it from him once, and the Zikinim only heard it from him twice, and Bnei Aaron only heard it from him three times? Why, why that system? You heard it from me four times. Zikinim, you heard it from me three times. Etc. Uh, uh, who, who is it? Uh, Moshe, Aharon, uh, 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 Obanav, Zikinim, and then the rest of the people once. But if I wasn't here from Moshe Rabbeinu four times, so they're all equal. So to give kavod to the uh, to the others that they should, you know. So give us a vinirul Aharon, vinegmar Moshe. Have a better system. Let Aharon go in. Let him learn it from Moshe four times. Vinirubanav Aharon, and then let Aharon teach it to his children. Four times, and then they lose the kini. We'll fool me by now. Let our kids teach the zikini four times. We'll and then let the zikini come teach him. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to teach each group at least once? Teach it to Aaron, and then Moshe walk out. Aaron going to teach it to the next group four times, and then you walk out. Let them teach it. Why is Moshe to be involved with every group? Listen, Moshe Rabbeinu, his first hand, exactly, he heard it from Akash Baruch Hu, for their sake, that the limud should be mitkayim, when you hear it from Moshe, it's first hand, it's a different limud. If we wanted at least everybody to hear it from himself, at least uh, at least one time. Yes, the Baruch said, was, was Sola, only from Hashem to Moshe was a complete. Moshe, right, it was complete, that's complete. why it says. There's nothing missing. They make the, After that, the best baby in the world is something. They make a diuk like that. It says, Moshe... Kibel Torah Messina. Kibel. Umesara. What did it say? Aaron Kibel me Moshe. No, he can't be the Kibel. Umesara. Umesara. He handed whatever, whatever he could hand over, whatever he could receive. But he didn't Kibel everything. It's not the same. He wants to Kibel everything. It's like you're pouring it into a cup. You received everything, and now whatever he can be Moshe Messina. You know. Amar Mor. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, the Olam Aharon Limin Moshe Hozer. All right, there's a big question in the seating arrangements here. All right, let's discuss the seating arrangements for a second. So it says that uh, Rabbi Yehuda said that after the children of Aaron came in, Aaron got up and moved to the right of Moshe, and they sat to his left. Hakamim didn't say that. Hakamim said Aaron sat to the left, and then the two sons, one sat to the right of Moshe and one sat to the uh, left of Aaron. So what's the difference? What's the mahloket over here? Keman azla detanya. We have a mahloket, or we have a statement in a brayta. You have three people that are walking on the road. Basically, you have uh, two students and a rabbi. So what's the format that you should walk uh, with three people? Gemara says, Rav be'emsa. The Rav should be in the middle. Gadol, the bigger of the students should be mimino, to the right. The katan b'smolo. And the, and the katan should be to the left. Who's that going like? Lema the Yehuda Rabbanan. Right. It sounds like the Yehuda. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is the Rav. He's the Gadol. He's in the middle. Aaron is the greater one. So he's to the right. 
and Bnei Aaron blessed it to the left. So therefore, it sounds like that this Braita is subscribing to the opinion of Rav Yehuda and not Rabbanan. Because Rabbanan said that Aaron we made to the left. So you see that you don't put the Gadol after the rabbi, you don't put the Gadol to the, to, to, to the right. You can, you can even have him on the left. Exactly. Rabbanan will agree. If you're walking on the road, format it like that. But once Aaron was sitting, they're not going to get up to go to the right. Once he's sitting there ready on the left, let him stay this. Even Rabbanan could agree on the road, yes, Gadol Be'emsa, then the Gadol Kamid Be'yamin, and then the Katam Be'semol. But here, where Aaron was sitting already, they didn't want to Aaron to have to get up and go to the, to the right. Huh? Why do you go to the left to begin with? To me, it goes to the right. No. Aaron. Right, because when there's two, then, oh, then you leave the Rav on the right. You leave the Rav to the right, and then when there's three, then you have to start that form. Unless he's sitting already, then leave him alone. This is the Ma'aseh, right? Yeah. Then the Rav is to the right, and the student is to the left. You always put the rabbi to the right. It's two. Um, it's only the rabbi and one student. Students. Right. Rabbi's to the right and the student's to the left. Okay. Now the Gemara tells the famous story that Norman tipped us off up in the beginning of the daf. And now here it is. Rav Pereda havale ahu talmidah. So Rav Pereda had a student. Rav atani le arba me'azimne begamar. So he taught him uh, his perek 400 times. He had to teach the student 400 times till he understood it. Yomahad, de mitzvah. He was called out for a dvar mitzvah. So, can it air, you know, the student knew that the rabbi's, uh, the rabbi's going to leave. What does it mean? He got nervous. Yeah, we knew, we had a chambaruk alav shalom in eighth grade. We always knew when he had a funeral and he's going to leave. Because he would wear a black suit and he wouldn't take off his hat. Normally, when, when a chavaru came to give the shoot, he took off his hat, put it on the desk. When he kept his hat on, you know, the rabbi has something to do this morning. We're getting a substitute at 10 o'clock. He's, he's disappearing. So, he came in, he didn't take off his hat. He had his, uh, you know, his mitzvah suit on. So, the student said, Oh, I'm not going to hear the 400 times today. He's rushing. So, he, didn't, uh, he couldn't concentrate. So, what happened? He taught him the 400 times, nonetheless. But he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. So the Pireda said, What happened today? Why, why today you didn't, uh, you didn't get it after 400 times? Once I saw them come and say, Rabbi, there's a mitzvah you got to attend to. I lost my concentration. Why? Which means, Rabbi is leaving now. I, I, I didn't think I'm going to get to 400. And I couldn't concentrate. Every time they, you said it, I said, oh, the rabbis have to walk out. Now I'm not going to. So he, he couldn't uh, concentrate. So, Amru Okay, calm yourself down, and I'll give it to you over again. And he taught it him another 400 times. Now, what happened to the mitzvah that he had to go to? What happened? Obviously, he had to go to a mitzvah. It sounds like the way we're reading the Gemara that he said, you know what? Forget about the mitzvah. Explanation is because he held that to teach the student, like in this situation, is a mitzvah overit. And this is a mitzvah overit. And therefore, the other mitzvah, whatever it was, is not as important as to take care of this uh, Talmud over here. Wait to do the mitzvah and came back. 
Doesn't smash well like that. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that. Right, because he says, Amar leh, have he told him, pay attention. It sounds like he told him right away. Okay. Pay, 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 get, get, get your concentration. Maybe it's a break. <coughs> or maybe he'll go backwards. You don't want to have a break in between. Once he's teaching him, to get to finish it. Whatever the reason is. But he felt that whatever that mitzvah I'm doing, he put that mitzvah on hold, and he felt that that's the most important mitzvah to take care of this tamid over here. Now, obviously, what type of tamid is over here? I, I guarantee you this kid will not get accepted in any of our yeshivot. I guarantee you. They put him in some... Uh, they tell him to go to public school. <laughs> if, if a guy goes to the, uh, to the yeshiva today and says, here's my student, that was he. He's good. He takes a 400 times to understand anything. Okay, it's not for us. We're not interested. Not, there's no A class, B class, C class. There's nothing. This guy's a uh, tipesh. Put him, in, uh, put him in public school. Get him, get him a tutor to teach him uh, Jewish, Jewish uh, culture. Explanation is that in the olden days they they they, they look at that they 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 gave, they gave time to every single tamid. Now, granted, it was only doesn't say that there was more students in the class. By the way, yeah. he was the only student. Was, that, that's the claim against it. Yeah. The didn't have thirty five kids in the class. He had this one uh, had this one student. That says the pirdah talmida. Sounds like he had one one talmid. That would be their claim. Give us one talmid. We'll teach him hundred times. You can't give us thirty students and one of them is four hundred times. What are the other 30, 30 kids going to do? Why is they twiddle their fingers? So that's a challenge. Right? <laughs> but you do see, at least, that the rabbi had a lot of patience. Nafka bat kela. A bat call came out. Wow. Do you want us to give you a, uh, another uh, 400, years of, 400 years of life? Why is that the reward? For the time that you spent. So you're not going to lose any time. All that extra time that you spent teaching that student, you'll be compensated. You'll get, you'll get the time back. You'll live 400 years. So you don't have to say, oh, I, I, I wasted 100 years teaching this kid. You don't waste anything. You got 400 years of life, so you can do whatever you want. Or, that's an amazing thing. Or, you and all the, the generation will be zocher to Torah. I don't understand why the generation, it was the generation of the way they, oh, you should be so careful, Allah Baba. He carries everybody with them. Such a zechut. Such a zechut. We're banking on the rabbi, by the way. We're going until it no question. Let's see what he answered. Amar, denisku ana vidarela amad ate. Look what he took. He took Allah Baba. I'll take Allah Baba with the, my generation. Give them both. Ah, so he chose, he chose right. He chose Olam Abba, that's the selfless one for the generation he was really concerned about. Maybe the explanation is that, um, explanation is, I guess there's a connection that I have in the Talmud. So to have a Piridako to Olam Abba, they say, no, you and all the Talmudim, you and all your... Uh, for your students over there. They need that pereda. Read it. What does he say? They have... No. You're with us, doctor. Tenula zubazo. That's what's asking us, Tira. Megillah says, the reason why the pereda lived a long life, nobody ever beat me to the bit midrash. What do you mean over here it says because of so maybe it's two that it does. Have a hagan malo. Okay. Have a hagama. Inami be otasha 
The point is, either is which means this was a contributing factor. There's not one factor why he had long life. Think of what I'm saying over there. This and over there. All Tosfot answers that this was before he knew that he lived 400 years. That he can live 400 years and get both. Right? Or live 400 years. So therefore, he told me, it's, it's this reason over here. But, kind uh, of interesting. It is, there's there's, there's uh, contributing, contributing factors. He lived 400 years. I put it down. Interesting. Okay, I'm out of Hasta. Okay, so a person has to try to make make simanim in order to remember his learning. So sima is like siman. Okay, sima ela simana. I guess the word sima, you could have said tasim bifnehem. So why did you try to use the lashon sima? So sima, because it sounds like the word sima. Shama'arav tahlifam in Ma'arava. He was from Eretz Israel. And he heard this. Azal amra kamed rabbi abahu. He told him what the rabbi, uh, he said in front of rabbi abahu. That says what? Sima bifiyem simanim. Amar atun mehatamitit. You learn it from there. Anan we learned from uh, from a different pasuk in Yirmiyah. Hatsivi lach tziyunim simlach. Let's make tziyunim. What is tziyunim? Asu tziyunim. Tziyunim is a tziyun, a siman, like they make on the graves, the Torah. Umeem ashwadai tziyun neshnat a siman. How do you know what tziyun is a siman? Tiktiv ra etzem adam ubana etzlo tziyun. Like we said by the graves, right? They saw a, uh, a body and they're going to put a marker over there to know that there's a body over there. So Tzion is a marker. You have to say to the wisdom, you're my sister. And Bina should be like your relative. Modaim is like signs. Right? Moda'a. Moda'a is like a sign. Make a sign for the Torah. And Rabbah comes along and says, Mo'adim. La Torah. That's a different thing, which means you have to set time for your students uh, so they know what time to come. You have to tell them about time. Shoot nine o'clock. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to know what time to show up. So, Asa, or Asim Mu'adim La Torah, you have to set fixed time so the student knows exactly when to come. That's a very, very important lesson. What are you reading? Why? So, she's saying, Yeah, Why don't you know. something simple? It means, Make this a time to learn. No because, no, because it says in the Pasuk, Yeah, because the word Mu'ad, uh, 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 Mu'ad can mean a time. It's a time to learn. I mean, isn't that like a more common thing to tie this into? That she's mm-hmm. telling you, tell your students what time uh, class is tomorrow. It's a funny... That's again what I was saying. That no, I assume Wadim. I was saying you could have just said, just make uh, make set times. The more simple shot of the of the words, I, I would think. 
Yes, so he says the Maharsha that the word moda is actually. That's the one before, though. Right. No, Asim Mu'adim. No, Asim Mu'adim la Torah, and then Aba Amar, or Asim Mu'adim la Torah. Right, so first was Asim Mu'adim la Torah. No, that's, that's Mu'adim, that's Simanim. Maharsha says Al Naba's statement Asim Mu'adim la Torah, because he learns the word Hatsivu lach tsiyunim. When it says in the Pasuk, uh, so Moda, he learns it to let them know, give them information. Uh, Moda is Mo'ed. Okay. So Mo'ed is the, is the time. So therefore, Asu Mo'ed la Torah, give times for the Torah. Let me give times for the Torah. But everybody know the times. So look at the Maritz Hayut. We have, a, we have Maritz Hayut over there. Let's see Maritz Hayut. What daf is this? Nun. We can't remember what daf is. I can remember. We don't even remember what daf. It seems fifty-four. Fifty-four. Okay, you know it. Fifty-four. Okay, let's see the Maritz Hayut. Daf. Nun. No. Uh, this is. No, it's going to be like this. Okay, Rabotai. Let's see Nun Dalid. Your question. Right, you're not supposed to set times for the Torah. Anybody that sets times for the Torah, I'm learning, what time are you learning? Nine o'clock. And then what? They have to knock what are you doing? No, I'm going to shoot nine to ten. It says, You're supposed to learn anytime you have free. There's no set time for learning. So therefore, the Gemara does not want to learn the Pasuk in a way that the Yushalmi was against. Right? Exactly. I think the answer that question So we have to know what that what that, what that question means. That means besides the fact that you have to have uh, no set time for the learning Torah, but then the Rav Hida writes that you have to have a certain fixed time, uh, but. The Yerushalmi doesn't know like that. So therefore, to satisfy the Yerushalmi, that she went and learned uh, differently. But there is obviously a simple pshat to learn like that. Okay, good. Maritz Hayot, ask your question. Amen. Amen.